Welcome to e-commerce marketing with the Pitbulls, where we catch up with craft brands to hear their story and learn how they're growing their e-commerce channel. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm Lindsay. Welcome to e-commerce marketing with the Pitbulls, where we try to cut through the noise and simplify digital marketing for authentic brands looking to make more sales online. Today, we are joined by Delisa Harper. She is the CEO and co-founder of Funky Mellow. Um, So thank you so much for being with us, Delisa. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited for this conversation. We were just talking off air before we uh, got started and you have the new um, dipsters coming out. I'm really excited for those uh, products. I've been waiting to uh, get, get to try those. So um, you'll have to kind of give us a quick intro to your your business, your product line, and uh, and what it is that, that you're selling. Absolutely. So we create the world's first refrigerated plant-based marshmallow cream and a bunch of fun, funky flavors. And we really started this business because my husband and I have a whole bunch of dietary restrictions between vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, nut-free, corn-free. So it was pretty much the hardest thing to go out and enjoy some good food. And so we kind of went back to just nostalgia um, and marshmallows was like everything for us when we were kids. And so just creating a cleaner marshmallow, which there wasn't really any at the time, uh, was something we can use super versatile. Um, it's great with cocoa coffee, with fruit like strawberries. Um, it's awesome with pancakes, waffles, ice cream. So you can kind of use it in your everyday uh, snacking and desserts. And right now we're in uh, we're in Whole Foods locally, which is an awesome partner. Um, we sell on our website on buckymellow.com. We have even other seasonal flavors on our website, like vanilla chai. Um, pumpkin spice will make another comeback uh, in the fall. Uh, cherry, stuff like that. And we have new flavors that kind of rotate throughout throughout the month. So uh, yeah, it's a fun business to be a part of, and we're all about bringing people together and just enjoying good food. So that's awesome. kind of the drive behind Bucky Mello. I love. I grew up in the Northeast, so I kind of grew up on Fluffernutters. So I'm, I'm very excited to uh, start trying through your whole line with all the different flavors. That's awesome. Awesome. I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm wondering too, since you were, were talking about nostalgia, is the Dipsters like a throwback to um, what? Are, what were those called? The Dunkaroos. Thank you. Yes, I could picture it in my mind. And I was like, that's what it sounds like. Is that is that a little bit where that inspiration came from? That is absolutely where that inspiration came from. So, yeah, it's it, we're all about just like clean snacking, like healthier, better for you indulgence and uh, making sure we keep the taste there. So I, I remember the old school snack was more so of like a it was like frosting and then like a sugar cookie and there's no health whatsoever in that. <laughs> um, with ours, it is our signature vanilla cream, uh, which is actually from aquafaba or chickpea liquid. So it's very clean, very simple ingredients. And then uh, FitJoy, they are an Austin company and they make gluten-free vegan pretzels. So we're using their sea salt pretzel sticks for a sweet, salty snack. So that's going to be our first iteration of Dipsters. And we're thinking about doing other ones, like with some fruit, um, maybe bringing a cookie back, but like a cleaner cookie. So there's a whole bunch of diff- different directions that we can go with it. I love that. And Delisa, you just like magically slid right into a question that I had in my mind. I used to live in Austin, Texas, 
And it was so it was such an exciting place for food and just like products in general, but especially for food. That must be a really fun place to be developing something like this and then to see you're partnering with another local brand. Can you talk a little bit about that environment to be developing something like this in? Oh my gosh, yes. It's So we actually came from Houston uh, in 2020, so right before the pandemic. And uh, we actually were driven to Austin because of the vibes here, the, the cleaner food initiatives they had here, because um, we were... We were like vegan, plant-based, like just all about that diet uh, before we moved here. And that's the whole reason why we came here. And then little to our, I mean, to our surprise, like it was such a community-focused, small business, like just thriving community. We got involved in some organizations here, one of them being Naturally Austin, um, who has different networks around the country, and then getting involved in an accelerator called SKU. Uh, it has boosted the the community love here um we definitely have also been more active on like social media linkedin just kind of sharing our story and really connecting with the people um it's it's so important to us to just have not only our story being shared but being able to inspire people to just kind of live their dream like life is supposed to be fun you've got to enjoy the little things and it's okay to not have complete control over everything but that's kind of the the excitement of it all. So we're backed by an awesome food community here. Um, and it's just, it's, it's been amazing. It really has. What, yeah, um, like so you're talking about kind of coming in and starting Funky Mellow. What was your background before that? Were you in the food space or are you coming at it from a different angle? Yeah, I was not in the food space whatsoever. Neither was my husband. So I was in the tech world um, working on marketing uh, initiatives like events and trade shows and doing like our employee engagement communications and all employee meetings. So it definitely had nothing to do with the food or CPG industry. Um, my husband has a sales background. So he was in like the pharmaceutical industry, like talking to doctors. So he said it's kind of funny that he sells a marshmallow product today because that's really like sugar loaded, even though it's like it's a cleaner sugar if you're going to choose indulgence. But um, I think doctors would actually be on board with switching to this over from marshmallows. Um, but yeah, we we I actually have my MBA as well. So I uh, in 2015 I graduated from uh, Texas A&M University Commerce, and so I'm not an Aggie. Uh, we are lions. <laughs> uh, all day I have I have a love for Aggies. Um, but yes, uh, it's that's that's our business background. Um, we also I've never ran a business before. My husband. Uh, comes from uh, his parents actually ran a couple of businesses, his dad in the car industry and his mom uh, ran a uh, an ice cream shop. So I think he got uh, a little bit of encouragement through that. And he encouraged me to kind of go in this on this journey with him. So I thank him for where we are right now. Definitely. I feel like we talk to a lot of brands that have the passion for the food or, you know, have a product that they're, you know, have made and that, you know, it's a family recipe or something like that. And they're, they're building it out, but don't kind of have that, that business side or marketing understanding, which is so important to start the business. And, you know, well, we're so focused on the product itself. It's, you know, it, it, the, the business doesn't go if, if you don't have a way to sell it and to understand some of that, that uh, marketing perspective. So I think that's so important. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> 
Awesome. So we always like to talk, uh, obviously we, we have a focus on e-commerce here. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, I've loved watching all that you've been doing on LinkedIn and kind of building out in the open and, and really just kind of building a community there. Can you tell us a little bit about how you've been building a community online and, and how you're selling direct to consumer? Sure. So right now we use Shopify as our platform and it has been up for like a few years now. So we actually just introduced these creams. I say just, it's been a couple of years, I'd say like the end of 2021, but it's it's kind of pivoted um, into different, as businesses do, it pivoted to different things. Um, and now we have this today. So um, last year was actually our first year in retail. And so we weren't able to, just being a two, two person team, we weren't able to really like put all of our resources into e-com until like the end of last year, early this year. So I'd say we're still new at like really grasping like all the data points and like how to optimize different things and how to use like SEO and, you know, social media. But we have uh, our biggest tool right now is using like Instagram. Um, A lot of our customers come from Instagram because, you know, we share like the behind the scenes of how we make things and um just highlight new products and flavors and stuff and so that has encouraged people to visit our website um it's i am the main one as the marketing arm um that's on the website so uh, what you see today is something that i kind of pieced together thanks to shopify but it's uh we definitely hope to to expand on that and make it a lot more engaging like people can leave reviews um, on our website or, you know, maybe just interact with different pieces of our website so that they can stay a little longer. So we're, we're still learning about all that, but it's a Definitely. good start. <laughs> I was going to say, it looks, looks great. Um, and I think that's a, a kind of a great story too, that, you know, we, we hear a lot about a lot of these kind of different techniques and strategies, and you've got to try all these different things and, oh, you know, are you, which platforms are you on and how are you driving? What's your, your conversion rate and all of that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I think you kind of started from the right place. It's, you know, building a community and and just getting in there. And the more that you can be front facing and, and connecting with your customers, I feel like that's kind of your superpower here. The other stuff you can, you can add on top of that. That's easy to, to add in whatever strategy or tactic you need to, but um looks like you really have kind of the, the, the core components that you need. Right. Thank you. Awesome. Um, so tell me a little bit more about this uh, Dipsters law, uh, launch. So I know you try, went with kind of the pre-launch, pre-order. Um, I'm, I'm on the wait list. I can't wait to, to get these things. I was just uh, saying before we came on the air about uh, sharing this. I've got a three-year-old at home. So I think this is going to be like the most exciting thing in our household. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about that kind of pre-order, pre-launch um, process. How does that work? And and how have you found it as far as kind of a way to get in orders and kind of de-risk the launch really? Yeah, that, that's an awesome question. So I'll, I'll back up a bit and say that we have a little bit of experience with pre-orders from like a couple years ago when we first started doing the creams, we did a Kickstarter. And that is all about, you know, getting all the excitement and everything before you go live. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get all these people that order it and you keep track of things, you keep it going. Um, so we kind of pulled a little bit of what we learned from that for this. Uh, dipsters right now are uh, it's it's our signature cream. It's our vanilla cream that is vegan. It's gluten-free. Uh, it's a marshmallow cream that can be dipped with the pretzels that are going to be paired in little trays. There's four in a box um, so people can you know get their fix throughout the week. Uh, we have 
uh, amped up our community on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, or I'd say about like maybe like a month or so um, until we finally launched and then we opened for pre-orders. We were able to uh, get a good amount of pre-orders really just to kind of see like how much excitement was out there for this product. Uh, And then we had a sale going, so that only helped it. And ultimately, um, you know, being transparent with customers and saying like, you know, we won't be able to fulfill this until uh, maybe like a month out. But during this month, we're going to work on uh, securing the materials and the equipment and everything we need to make sure that this product comes to life. Uh, so just really maintaining that communication and that excitement as as it goes. Now, uh, I, I'd say like looking back as far as like the pre-orders are still live, by the way, on FunkyMellow.com. And they will be until we start like actually uh, fulfilling orders. But I would say like if we had the resources, I would definitely put a lot more into the very like the consistency of the marketing uh, because I'm running the company with my husband. There were some things that, you know, just kind of fell by the wayside. But I'm looking forward to doing other pre-orders in the future because I think that I think they'll only get better. I was going to say, it feels like the type of thing that as you figure that out and get it kind of like a you know well-oiled machine, that's going to be such a powerful tool as you kind of use that for for new product launches. Absolutely. Yeah. It should only get easier, like, you know, in the future, right? You would hope so. <laughs> Definitely. I'd, I would be curious to hear about um, how your customers have responded to that because I'm used to hearing you know, I want it and I want it now. So (laughs) if they're purchasing something that's not coming later, I know you mentioned having that open communication and consistent communication. How has that been as a process, like as the business owner communicating with customers in that way? Yeah, it's actually, it's been received really well. And I would say if we, if we didn't put together like the email communications or the social media being, you know, very honest about where we are in the process, then it probably we probably would get a lot of rush and a lot of pushback and maybe some, you know, refunds would have to be um, submitted. But I, we have not yet had anyone who just didn't understand that it was a pre-order. And uh, it's it's a first come first serve thing. And the fact that we are also like really sharing our journey and how we're doing things for the dipsters on our social media. So people can actually see that we're working behind the scenes. It's not just like, uh, they said this like a month ago, I don't know what's going on. I think that's really important when you have a community is to to mainly just be honest and continue to keep that constant communication and hear that feedback so they feel like they're they're being heard. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's something we see sometimes too from founders is this push and pull of like, I don't really want to be too transparent about our process because maybe it won't look like I know what we're doing or maybe it'll look bad in some way. Whereas I love the approach that you're taking of that transparency it really helps reinforce the community of this is what you're buying into and this is what we should be celebrating is the process and not just the end product. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Like we're a small business and like I think a lot of people understand that and that's why they came to us. They want to support small businesses. So that also helps whenever we are having like these, you know, these downfalls or, you know, just having a challenge we can let them know, like, this is what we're going through right now. And then we'll get like just a whole bunch of support saying, like, y'all got it. Like, just keep us posted. And they they trust us to do the right thing. Ultimately, that's what it's all about. So got to keep it. <laughs> we got to keep that trust. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that it's like, you know, everybody looks at these big brands and all that they're doing. It's like, oh, man, you know, I'm so far behind. I've got to do everything that these brands that have, you know, 40 people marketing teams are doing. 
But at the end of the day, like that's why people are buying from you because they want to support small. So it's in some ways, like when you do have things that either don't go quite according to plan or you're putting out there, you know, whatever it is you're working on or struggling with, I feel like that, if anything, that authenticity makes you more of a, a good small business to support as opposed to if you had everything like perfectly polished. That's true. That's true. That's that's actually the one competitive edge that we have over the big businesses, right? We we can have more of an intimate relationship and it's uh it's it's definitely helped push us on top when people are like looking at the shelf and they kind of see, you know, different uh bigger businesses that they're used to buying from, but then they kind of, you know, they want to support the small one and then they are interested in our story and they connect more these days with the story than, you know is it cheap or whatever the story and the ingredients is what I've seen that people really connect to. And so as long as you're kind of transparent about those things, I think you have a good way to the top. That's awesome. That's great advice. What about, so I see on your website that you have a local component. Tell me about that. What is the local goodies that you can only buy? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we have, as we know, the the marshmallow is very versatile um, and we wanted to bring it back to s'mores, but doing it in our like funky way. And so what we do is we create these little cups. So they're called s'more stacks and it's our like it's graham cracker, it's chocolate sauce and then our vanilla cream and then like another layer of graham cracker, chocolate sauce, vanilla cream. We've actually been uh, testing this out at events and people absolutely love it. We have multiple flavors like Fluffer Nana, which is banana, sunflower butter, and graham cracker, cookies and cream. We have Neapolitan, and we can do a lot of different combinations with that. I see Lindsay licking her lips right now because I'm a s'mores person. Like you say s'mores, I'm there in any way. I like it deconstructed. I like it classic. And I am just like, I'm looking at tickets to Austin now. I need to get there. going to say, could this be the next business trip? Let's uh, get down. Yeah. So because like we just like came out with this, um, it is local right now, but we're working on ways on how we can ship it because I realized that, yes, there's a lot of people want this product and it's, I mean, the best part of a s'more is the marshmallow. So like, why not put it in a cup and just like dive in? So yeah, this is, we're also opening the door into like catering things as well. So this is a perfect catering product. We actually had our first wedding that we catered uh, last month and it was a hit. People who weren't even vegan were like, this is really good. Like I I need more of it. So that's kind of what we're trying. We're trying to break the stick with marshmallows, like just being sugary and not having flavor. And we're also trying to break the stigma of vegan products. Like it just, it needs to be bold and tasty, even to those people that don't have the restriction. I love that. Can you talk a little bit about you doing something like catering? I feel like that's kind of out of the box. And for some founders, they'd be like, that's not what I do. I just do this product and I just sell it this way. Expanding into something like catering seems really out of the box and fun. Yeah, it is. Well, it, like, especially being a small business, like we have to be creative on how we can like generate revenue from different areas. So Doing that locally is a good way to kind of keep our margins and also get our word, look at our name out there while we're still trying to expand even within the Austin area. Uh, but yeah, because our cream I mentioned is like, it's it's pretty cool. Like it can be, it's a, it's a good food service product and it's also a great like retail product. So while we're working on the retail side, we're, we're just now opening into the food service side. Like we actually already have um, a few customers that are using it and coffee um, food service wise we have like we had an ice cream customer that was using it that way um, and that just gave us more of an idea around like the catering and how we can use it in different ways to even open up that line 
Uh, there's even uh, some some chefs that that create like some prepared meals, and they're thinking about bringing this item onto their menu so that they can uh, service more diets that way. So it's just an easy way to to get our cream out there through other people's business and also other people's events and just have fun. I love that. It just I feel like there's just an openness there that yeah. really reinforces that. That's cool. Yeah, this is a good time to do it when we're small and we're kind of, you know, it, we're we're still, I guess, kind of babies in business, um, although we're kind of doing a lot of things. But like in the scheme of things, this cream has only been out for like two and a half years. And it's it definitely is like it's our golden product. So we're really trying to hone in on the fact that like it can do so many things, but we're still trying to be true to the fact that like we are a marshmallow cream company right now. So yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of opportunity with this cream. It's really fun. I feel like the theme of this conversation is going to be just taking those op- those areas where I feel like a lot of founders would say, oh, well, you know, I, I can't sell into this giant chain or I can't do this or that, but you're kind of like taking those and making, taking disadvantages and making them advantages in your size that you, know, you can try all these fun things that larger businesses likely couldn't. So I think that's, that's really cool. Yeah, this is this is a good time to test things out before things are, you know, too risky or you don't have any time. Yeah. As you're expanding and selling a little bit more broadly, tell me about like the shelf stability shipping. Do you have any issues with that or or, um, how's that working out for you? Yeah. So our cream is uh, it goes on shelf in the refrigerator. So last six months open or closed, which is awesome. There's nothing in it that'll spoil. Uh, which is already a, a, an edge up from, you know, your typical cold products that maybe only last when you open it like a week to two weeks max. Um, we It also freezes really well. So it'll extend that shelf life by another six months in the freezer, which means that a lot of stores can also put maybe extra like units that they ordered in the freezer. Like we in one of the Whole Foods stores, we are by the waffles, the frozen waffles and the uh, cocoa whip. And we are also in the dairy section where the yogurt and puddings are. So it also gives the opportunity for stores to try us out in different areas. We're also in the produce section, by the way, which is pretty cool. So we're literally in like three sections in a store, which is, I mean, how often can you see a product? It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as shipping goes, yes, it's a cold product. So there are the cold, you know, uh, hassles sometimes with figuring out the logistics of that. We ship right now with cold packs. And because our product doesn't spoil, our main goal is to just get it to the customer without it separating. So that's really the only thing. Uh, the fact that it doesn't it doesn't spoil, but it does naturally separate like a nut butter would. So yeah. we want to make sure that it stays solid. And even if it's like not super cold, as long as it's solid, then it's 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 fine. And then we do instruct the customer once they get it to just put it in the fridge or the freezer. They can stir it up if it separates, and and good. So. We're a very, very unique product. Uh, it's not quite like any other cold product, and it's also not quite like uh, any other like shelf stable like marshmallow product. So it's it's definitely we're leading, we're creating a category, and we're leading it. <laughs> That's perfect, carving out your own niche. Yeah. So now with that, are you forced into like overnight or, or two day shipping, or can you do like a, a standard ground? Depends on the weather. Uh, I, and during the winter, we did a standard ground, which has been nice. But now that it's getting a lot hotter, I'd say the longest, 
now that we're upping our shipping, like if we do like styrofoam or just something that's a lot more thermal insulated, we can do three day shipping, but I wouldn't go past the three day. Okay. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. Well, this has been great. I think we've covered a ton of ground and and I've just loved hearing about this product. It's really interesting. And like you mentioned, it's kind of a category of its own. So really excited to keep watching your story and and watching how you grow the business. Thank you so much. Yeah. How often can you like learn about like uh, it's a minority owned, woman owned, marshmallow making company that's vegan. Like we're literally like it's a one of a kind, like can help apart. I, we met, my husband and I met through a music festival, which is another reason why we have like all the like fancy swag. Uh, we just like colors. We like having a good time. And I think people can really see that through our products, our website, our story. Like it's just who we are. We're just kind of sharing a little piece of us. So I'm glad that everyone enjoyed it as much as we do. That's so cool. So cool. All right. Well, can you let our customers know or our clients know, sorry, our audience know, um, where they can find you and and uh, hopefully become your customers. Yeah, absolutely. So come and join us. We are, uh, our website is fuckymilla.com. You can find us on Instagram and, and follow our story. You can find us at funky underscore mellow. Because funky mellow was taken for some reason. We're trying to work on that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, it's, an I, it's inactive. I've tried to do all the like. Okay. I, I digress. Um, funky mellow is also on Facebook. It's just Funky Mellow. And you can find Zach and I on LinkedIn as well, as well as the company, Funky Mellow, but uh, Delisa Harper and Zach Harper. We try and be everywhere at once these days. I can definitely vouch for your LinkedIn feed. I've been uh, following along. I think that's where we connected first. And I've been enjoying kind of watching your content, watching uh, how you're running the business. I'm glad it's working. Yeah, please connect (laughs) with us. We we love to have you guys. Awesome. Uh, Lindsay, you want to read us out? Yeah, Delisa, thank you so much for being with us today. Please, everyone, go check out Funky Mellow. Get you some of that good marshmallow goodness. I'm so jealous about those s'mores cups. I'm coming to Austin soon to get them. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And if you liked what you heard today, go ahead and subscribe to get notified when new episodes come out. And if you're ready to take the next step in your digital marketing journey, go ahead and check out ppcpipples.com slash assessment to take our digital marketing assessment, and we will help you determine your next steps. Again, Delisa, thank you so much, and we will see you all next time. Thank you. Hey, it's Andy. I'm here with Percy, the original PPC Pitbull. Thanks for checking us out today. If you're ready to take the next step in your digital marketing journey, come on over to ppcpitbulls.com and book a free strategy session. We'll take a few minutes to get to know you and your brand, and I promise you'll leave with actionable insights that you can implement today.